You're listening to the Philly Young Adults Podcast. Welcome back to the Philly Young Adults Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm one of the young adult ministry leaders here at Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. We've been doing this little series called Truth Bites, where we open the scriptures in bite sizes. Today we're in James chapter 1. If you want to turn there, if you're driving, just listen along. I'll read it out to you. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in dispersion, greeting, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And steadfastness has its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass, its flowers falls and its beauty perishes, so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trials, for when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. We might ask ourselves, what is Christian maturity? James here encourages believers to strive for Christian maturity by persevering in trials because their ultimate outcome, and that is to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. James wants us to deliberately choose to have a consistent commitment in following Jesus and be the kind of people verse 12 speaks about, that we stood the test and we get to wear the crown of life. James writes, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. This is one of those verses where you're like, thanks, James, you're you're the worst. However, he isn't saying, put on a happy face, pretend it's fun. Yay, I just got in a car accident. Excuse me, sir, would you mind hitting my car again? It's not pretending that it's all fun. He wants us to know that there is rather a range of trials, and he can use these verses as an encouragement Understanding the purpose of trials because he writes, For you to know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, and that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Faith is like a muscle of the human body. It needs to be stretched and worked. Physical training is painful, it's sweaty, and it's gross. And it's the reason why many of us stay far away from the gym. It's easier to eat a dozen donuts than it is to do a dozen pull-ups. Trials are like the resistant bands of your workout machine. Faith gets pushed back by on the trials, and it strengthens us until we're able to read, as it says, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. However, if you find yourself lacking, even though we lack nothing, James writes, we can ask. We might find ourselves in life feeling stuck, Maybe we understand that difficulties exist and we know that God works them out, but we still have a decision to make here and now. 
Well, then verse 5 gives us, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all. God's nature is to give, and he doesn't give a little. He pours it onto us. We've all gotten in line where we're getting food, and there's always two types of people passing out food. There's the one who barely puts food on your plate, and the person who just piles it on, and that's God. Not only that, it says that he does it without reproach, and it will be given to him. He isn't like, really? You need wisdom on that? Wow, I thought you were my disciple. But rather when we ask, it says, let him ask in faith with no doubting. Do we want to walk with God in this? A question, are we committed to him? Or are we going to keep our feet into two camps? We either trust God or we don't. We can't be double-minded. In fact, James writes that the double-minded person produces two results. The first result is that our prayers have no power, and we shouldn't assume to get anything. For the one who doubts, it says, is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Jesus taught similarly in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, that the person who is able to forgive will have confidence that they themselves will be forgiven. And the person who's unforgiving, they won't be forgiven. Or in Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, the unmerciful will find no mercy, and here the faithless will receive nothing. The second thing is that they're like a wave. There's no foundation. They're unstable in all their ways, is what it says. There's just a life of, of unstableness. This might be a great place to pause and think, if my life seems unstable, have I been trusting in who God is and what he says? We need to be followers of Jesus who trust in him. We can't be double-minded. We need to be committed. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, that no one can serve two masters. Let us strive towards commitment in walking it out. Our lives can actually be stable, secure. Hebrews 11.16 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let us ask knowing that he hears us. We have that great verse in 1 John chapter 4, verses 14 through 15, which says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Now, as we're reading on, we see in verse 9 through 11, it appears to kind of be random. James seems to switch from faith to talking about the rich and the poor. However, we already read in verse 2 that there are various trials. Money, in fact, is one of those trials. There are many people who would rather be rich and feel like being rich would remove their trials and make life easier. The rich then are also given an analogy, and it's possible because they're the one that has the thing the poor person wants. They have the money. But it says in verse 9, it says, Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flowers falls and its beauty perishes, so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. If you are poor, we'll see how rich Christ is. If you are rich, understand how much you need Jesus. 
He could have easily contrasted loneliness and friendship, marriage and singleness, health and illness. The list of contrasts could go on forever because of verse 2, James says there's various trials. But what he wants us to think about is instead verse 12, which says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. In fact, all of life might seem like a trial in one way or another. Maybe your life seems going great, but you still need wisdom. Maybe work is hard. Maybe your schoolwork is challenging. You have family problems happening right now. The question that James asks us is, will we remain steadfast? In fact, ask for wisdom and it will be given. There is a crown of life waiting for you. And that's something that James holds up to us to think about and remember. And he adds to the end, this is the closing thought, to those who love him. Do you love Jesus? You lost your job? Do you love him? You're single and want to be married? Do you love him? You're sick? Do you love him? In health? In sickness? In joy? Do we still love Jesus? That's it for today's episode. We hope you were blessed by the message that James has for us in chapter 1, striving towards Christian maturity in trials. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at ya at ccphilly.org. Have a great day. God bless. Be swell. You can cut that whatever you want. (laughs) 